we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing. Hey everybody, welcome to Gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. What's up? What you drinking tonight? Well, you got me on barefoot. Ooh. Pink Moscato. It is good. This is Pioneer Town Chardonnay. It's a 2019 California, and it's really good. Here's to us. Cheers to us, yes. Now, I want to say that I had said in a previous podcast that I would never re-watch Supernatural. So I don't even know how I got to this point. How do we get to this point? What did you say that convinced me otherwise? I think I wore you down. And then there was, <laughs> so we did, we did have a question of like, which season did it start to like... Be like, down. oh, maybe this should be done. And we were there was some confusion over what season that was. And then there were like specific episodes that we were talking about. And I think I I think I said like one day, I was like, well, maybe we could just talk about one season. And here we are. I think we're talking here we about are. all 15 seasons. And folks eventually. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> everyone can fall over. I took notes. Yes. This we got on the recording and Gracie had <laughs> notes she's waving her notes around I couldn't believe it I but this is the funny part right like I forgot to bring out my notebook I was all cuddled up in bed the lights were off also and I had to take out the phone so I have notes on my phone that I just forwarded to my email so I could read it off of the computer that's episode one episode two I have it on a piece of paper and episodes three, four, and five are in the notebook, the said notebook. So I don't know what happened with me with the piece of paper, but here we are. You got your act together by episode three. I have, I ha- listen, I was really concerned that I was going to lose this piece of paper, but here we are. This is going to be slow going, everyone. You're not going to get an, a podcast every week about this. We're going to do this when we can, because it is 15 season, approximately 22 episodes per season. Today, we are strictly just discussing the first five episodes of season one. That's right. And oh my God, they look like babies. They so look like babies. It is not even funny. I was so shocked. You don't see the passage of time. No, you don't see the passage of time. However, because our dear friend, Jared Padalecki, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name right. I feel like I'm not, was in Gilmore Girls. He still looks like Dean. His name is Dean. (laughs) So at first I was confused. I was like, wait, what's going on? On Gilmore Girls. And we are going to discuss Gilmore Girls at one point Mm -hmm. too. That's another one. We're going to do this. Yep. So they do look like babies. I completely agree with you. And it was just like, oh, such a treat to see them. Oh, first off, this is created by Eric Kripke of The Boys fame to just name something recent. Oh. Yes. That's another one we got to talk about. Oh, But I didn't realize that. I'm learning things already. Yeah. yeah. There you go, girl. Mm -hmm. Now, shall we talk about the pilot episode? Season one, episode one? Yeah. Well, I was just, as as we were talking about this, since you mentioned Gilmore Girls, I was like, was this right after he finished Gilmore Girls? That's a good question. I think it overlapped. So Gilmore Girls is 2000 to 2007. And I think Supernatural started in 2005. But, you know, by 2005, he was probably off the show. Yeah, he might have been in it for like he might have yeah like appearance. Exactly. That's it. That's about okay. it. All right. That would have bothered me. The pilot episode, which is just called Pilot, <laughs> right. aired on September 13th, 2005. And Papa, Papa is so young in this too. Ooh, shall I say all of the individuals that made appearances? Oh yeah, do it. So starting in episode one, I decided to write down for future reference, all of the celebrity stars that we may know now that may have had a start in Supernatural. So of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the most famous one, I think, right? Out of all the quote-unquote guest stars. Sarah Sashi, I hope I am pronouncing her name correctly. Adrian Palicki and Samantha Smith, who plays Mary, Mary Winchester. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Papa Winchester. And I don't know why I call him Papa Winchester. I always have. You Everything oh. he's in. I can't remember his name. In my notes, I even referred to him as Papa. What is his name on the show? Now I really have it to is, find oh, out. I wrote it down because I was like, what is his name? It wow. is John Winchester. Oh my God. Okay. I, I prefer Papa Winchester. But it's really, I find it really impressive that they have, they got these actors play both Mary and uh, John Winchester mm-hmm. for the pilot and they continued on they continued like, on yes 
Because they were not regularly on it. Like, no. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to say, too, I don't want to say too much, yeah. but he, you know, I don't want to give away too much for people who actually haven't seen it, but I feel like, what the heck? <laughs> like, he's not around for a long time, y'all. And yeah. Like, he's in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know when he shows up. Mm-hmm. And the same with Mary Winchester. Exactly. They don't, they don't have to come back, but they felt that they should come back. And I think that might say a lot about maybe the community that was on set. And that's why you see, and, you know, we failed to mention the name of the two leads. Um, obviously, Jared Pedelec is one. And Jensen Ackles, also starring right now in The Boys, is the other. They're the two main characters besides, what do you think I'm going to say, Heather? Well, I was going to say, we're only talking about the first five episodes. So who we are you? Gonna, oh, are you going to talk about Baby, who is not Baby yet? That, what do you mean, Baby, who is not Oh, yes, that's right. That's something <laughs> I took note baby? of. Baby is not baby yet. I did not notice that. I did oh, not. I noticed it. Okay. Shall we divulge who baby is? Yeah, we can divulge. Baby is Dean's car. <laughs> Which is, let me see if I remember this, a 1969 Impala. Chevy Impala. 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 That is his baby. I mm-hmm. believe a 1969. Which we're introduced to in episode one as well. Yes. yes. Which so was I, originally John Winchester's and then it becomes Dean. That's right. So you are correct. They look like babies. We're introduced to the family. We're introduced to Mary Winchester, Papa Winchester, baby Sam. That is the name yeah, of Jared Pedalecki's character and a toddler teen, which I still trying to figure out what's the age difference between the both of them. But six, five years apart. I think it's I think I figured it out. I wrote down okay. because it starts off with Lawrence, Kansas, 22 years ago, and Dean is four years old and Okay. As a baby. Okay. Because then when you get to current times, Dean makes a reference to how he's 26 years old. Exactly. I did the math. And that's perfect. And, you know, Sammy is at the end of his studies, essentially. And he's going to go off and have an interview at a law firm. With the current, you're jumping around a little bit. When we get back to the present time. Yeah. He's now in college, which I didn't, I didn't really... The math didn't really add up on that for me because so he's going to Stanford and he got into or he didn't get into he was he did his L stats and he got a 174 and it's like Friday night and he's talking about how he has an interview with Stanford Law on Monday and he could potentially get a full scholarship. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I totally like mixed that up. I thought it was like a job job. No, it was Stanford oh. Law. And then okay, okay, why okay. the math doesn't math is because there were several references to them being Dean and John leaving Sammy alone for the past two years so that he could be in college. So it's like, they keep making it sound like he's only been in college for two years. Okay. So anyway, Stuff that we can, yeah, just keep. Yeah, maybe he was going to school and helping them, or maybe the math just isn't mathing. We'll let it go. Well, I mean, maybe they kept interfering his first two years of college, and they were like, yeah. let's just leave him alone. If it takes four years, I've, I've, I've no idea. Because if there is a four-year difference, then Sammy would be 22. Shouldn't If, if he's such a straight-A student, wouldn't he have already graduated? I didn't graduate. In yeah, four years. I graduated in five years. But Unless he was I going slept. to, he might have been going to grads. Maybe that's what they were referring to. I don't know. I don't know. We should backtrack a little bit. Like when their babies were introduced to them 22 years previously, where their mother ends up dying. And so we find out the backstory of how Mary Winchester dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, we don't know the details. We just know that. Some random figures in Sammy's room. He go- she goes in to rescue him. You hear her scream. John runs up and he is he's he sees Sammy there, who's fine. But then Mary is pinned to the ceiling and she has blood all over her and she catches fire and the house burns down. Yes. And that's when we get introduced to the car because mm-hmm. they're afterwards they're sitting on the car, John and Dean and Sammy, the three boys together. Fast forward 22 years. Yeah, very sad. And yeah, uh, I love that. So into their rock music, their metal music throughout. That's that's another constant throughout this whole entire show. Yeah, the car, the music and the brothers. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so when Sam's in school, he's living with and dating Jessica, Mm -hmm. who 
I had thought this whole time that she was his fiance, but they were only dating. Me too. Me like, too. I always kept referring to her as his fiance. Me too. Where it's did that- I? How, okay, so how is it that we both thought that? Because he wanted to propose to her. Did he say that? You know, he doesn't say that. I mean, Dean does make a reference like, "Oh, are you gonna like get married to her and not tell her what is going on with your family history?" And Sam's like, "No, I'm not gonna tell her." So maybe that's what got it in her head. Wow, yeah, it stuck. It really, really stuck. My my favorite thing is, you know, now that we were in like present time back then, I feel like this line just just sets obviously it sets off everything. But it kind of reminds me of like Pride and Prejudice, that first sentence that just sets off the whole entire book. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Ooh. Boom. Classic Boom. line. And then for me, dad's on a hunting trip and he has been home in a few days. And that look that Dean gives Sammy, that knowing look, for me, I'm like, oh, like, 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 what's that about? And, and, and only because in hindsight and, you know, going back now and watching this, that you're like, wow, like, of course he has to say it in a way that's not going to make it so obvious in front of Sammy's girlfriend. And Sammy's just like, oh shit, like this is like, yeah. He changed his tune because he he goes from Dean's like, I need to talk to you alone. And Sam's like, you can say anything in front of her Mm -hmm, that you have to mm -hmm. say to me. And that's when he gives that line. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Uh, can you excuse us? And 15 years later, still, like, even though I'm like, oh, this could have ended, you know, season five, because I still keep thinking season five. It's just like, it just everything, boom. Like, I have so many, like, images flashing through my brain of all the stuff that they've been through. And this is the start of their relationship. They, because their dad went on this hunting trip and went missing for a few days, has started a bond between them two that, kind of was there but is now fully cemented yeah it's interesting how you said about the hunting trip because when after like after they go off by themselves there was like a couple of lines that stuck out to me that the one kind of like is when it really got cemented I feel like but the first one is when I was scared of things in the closet he gave me a 45 I was nine years old so I felt like that summed up like their relationship like their childhood and then the other one was Sam says, you can do this. Like, you don't need me. You can go do this. And he goes, I can't do this on my own. And Sam goes, yes, you can. And then Dean goes, well, I don't want to. And I thought that was really unlike Dean, first of all, to like, be like, I need you. You're absolutely right. Because he's always wanting to do things. Well, I don't want to say he always wants to do things on his own, but he would at least probably try. And then if not possible, then he'd reach out and ask someone for help. Yeah. But because this is their dad, it's like, you know, well, I don't want to do this because he probably was anticipating something bad happening. Yeah, that he kind of like, he didn't want to face on his own. Yeah. It wasn't, he knew something normal wasn't going on. Obviously. It wasn't a normal situation where like his dad just goes off for a little while and then shows back up. I don't want to jump around too much, but I forgot to mention this when we were talking about when they were babies. No, so like we know since we've seen the home. 15 seasons we know that mary and john winchester during that time that there were things that go bump in the night and that hunters existed and things like that and they were trying to shield their kids from that and they were trying to to live a quote-unquote normal life knowing that we know all of this do you think that It's realistic. And I'm asking you this because you are a mother. I am not a mother. Do you think that it was realistic that Mary ran into that room to like rescue Sammy in nothing but a nightgown? She didn't yell for John. She didn't stop to grab a weapon. Like, do you think as a mother that your instinct would just kick in where you would just like run in there unprepared for a situation? Well, well, this is the interesting thing. Like, one, you are a mother because you have three children at home. <laughs> I have fur babies. Fur, I would fur probably children. run in. Um, well, I'm trying. I'm also. I'm also trying to remember. Like, she heard something. I th- well, the thing is, the, I remember distinctly because I watched it like three times. I watched this episode so much. She woke up because she heard Sammy on the monitor. Mm-hmm. She went to go check on him, and she saw what she thought was John leaning over Sammy and she goes, is he hungry? 
Mm, and whoever right. it is goes shh. And so she is like, oh, okay. So she's walking back to the bedroom. The light's flickering. So she's looking at the light to figure out why it's flickering. And she hears the television. So she goes downstairs, presumably, to turn the television off. And she sees her husband sleeping there. And, and that's when she stayed. realizes that that's not her husband that she just saw in Sammy's bedroom. I think, now that you mention it, like, yo, yeah, okay. Being a hunter, right? I would have woken up John, unless he's, unless she knows her husband. Is he that type of drunk that is not going to be fully awake? But would have woken up John, like, I think there's somebody upstairs. Let's take, like, the, I, I do find it unbelievable that they don't have weapons around, but you know, better to be safe than sorry, right? Even if it's something like grab get like a like a candlestick, okay? okay? I'm getting clue on you. Let's get a <laughs> candlestick, okay? But she ran in there. But I also, I have I have to think like time lapsed, lapsed. If I'm saying that correctly, you know, she left the room. She left the stranger in her son's room. Yeah. And she's probably thinking maybe that person's there to kidnap him, too. It was but, probably a good minute, minute and a half at least. Yeah. So I think it it makes sense for her to, like, immediately want to run upstairs and just, like, just grab Sammy and just go. Just, like, just get to the room as fast as possible as opposed to, like, let me wake up, John. Let me grab this. Let me grab, you know, because that is wasting time. So yeah. she ran back upstairs and she went into that room and then. And then we don't know exactly what happened. but exactly. We don't. But all hell broke loose. Something, yeah, all hell broke loose real yep. fast because mm-hmm. you hear her scream and that wakes John up. Mm-hmm. That was just something I had thought about because I was like, she grew up in the life. Like she she grew up as the child of a hunter. Like you would think. She did. But like watching that episode originally, you have no idea their background. So I didn't bat an eyelash when I it saw first it before. Premiered. Yeah. Well, I didn't bat an eyelash now. I was thinking, like, you guys are hunters. Like, yeah. why aren't you a little bit better prepared? But at the same time, I think that my my instinct would have been, like, I need to get to my child as soon as possible. I don't have time for, you know, unless they have weapons somehow snuck behind, like, uh, a, a table that's in the hallway or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Where children yeah, because- don't have access to it. I would think, like, I understand they want to try to be, like, normal and forget about that life, but I would think just knowing what you know, that you would at least it have could be anything. some stuff. Like, when she was just tapping on the, the light and just, like, how often do you come across a blinking light? Yeah, like, she wasn't, In all of my like, years, what does this mean? A handful of time, you know? Yeah. Not even. <laughs> I honestly don't, I mean, but that's not something that I'm going to remember, too, so, but... I feel like with, like you said, with her background, with their experience, mm-hmm. a light like that. And and just, you know, I'm, I'm not watching the Winchesters and they're pretty young in the Winchesters. So I don't know if they're going to fast forward to like when they like decide that they're not going to do this anymore. Do they just drop everything? You know, like, it, and maybe in future episodes it is brought up and we just don't remember. I don't know. Is the Winchesters mainly about Mary and John, or is it about Mary's parents? Because now I can't wait to get to the part where we find out their back history, because I feel like maybe Mary knew and kept the whole life from John. No. Am so. I remembering that wrong? I am we pretty sure that I feel through like, these seasons. I know. I feel like the Winchesters <laughs> is John and Mary. Okay. I haven't watched any of it yet. Yeah. Mary Campbell and John Winchester. Definitely. So I wonder... I wonder if they're going to go off. Do you remember the episode I'm talking about where the, you learn the the time travel episode where they have Mary Winchester when oh she first God. meets John and stuff? I oh God, It's such a long time ago. I Even could swear, but I also could have sworn that Jessica and Sam were engaged, but I could swear that in that they find out that when she meets John, she keeps everything about her hunter past and her parents from him but maybe my memory is missing like misfiring when I'm thinking of it maybe she did keep it from him and then 
we they fast forward a little bit and then she tells him about it girl i don't know maybe it'll be real interesting um if people have seen the winchesters or if they remember which episode i'm talking about maybe let's have a discussion on instagram am i remembering it correctly that would be fun i do not remember anything but am i like uh totally making it up (laughs) that she kept it from john i i feel like you're right but i'm wondering I don't know. Well, they could we'll, also we'll just out. be like forgetting about that episode completely. And they're like, well, we want to make this prequel with Mary and John. It's not, so it's not, it's not, it. it's not canon. Yeah. You can't do I know. that. Well, like, you, but you know like, like this isn't a fan fiction where they're like completely changing it around. Like they have to stick with whatever it is that they said on the show. They don't though, because people point out stuff all the time with Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon that doesn't match up properly. So then why even do that? Like, why even have prequels if you can't, like, be faithful? Well, I mean, you you can be mostly faithful about it, but... Creator for the Winchesters is Robbie Thompson. What is his role? Supernatural. Producer on Supernatural. So he's just looking for some cash because he knows that Supernatural was a cash cow. All right. So I'm going to focus this slightly because we didn't even talk about what this episode was about. Because there's so much, like, backstory with them and stuff. It's an important episode. This is the first yeah, episode. It, it really is. So Dean and Sam decide they're going to take the weekend. He's going to be back in time for his interview on Monday. And they're going to go look for their dad. So they go to where he last was, which is Jericho, California. And they come across the the case that the dad was looking into, which was unmarried men are disappearing. And Can I just interject yeah. real quickly to say that it is very rare when they leave like the Midwest? Yeah, that's true. Well, they had to make it convenient because <laughs> Sammy's in California and he's got to be back. It's like it's basically Saturday morning because it's the middle of the night, Friday night when Dean shows up and uh, he's got to be back for Monday. So they go to Jericho. They come across this situation where unmarried men are disappearing. We have Troy, who is the first person we see disappear. And he is going across this bridge. I think it's a bridge. No, he's like driving. Well, he's driving and he sees this woman in white and he pulls over to see if she's okay. And she asks him to take her home. Oh, yeah. And then he disappears, but it's very obvious that he's dead because this is one thing that I thought was weird. And I don't know if you noticed this. When she attacks him, you see all this blood splatter all over the car. Yeah. When they find the car, there's no blood. Oh, that I did not notice. (laughs) Come on, people. What does it take? Just do a quick, like, you know, turn on the lights and let's record this. So there was no evidence of where he went. Well, I think that's part of the mystery because... They're like, these men are just disappearing. Like, we can't figure out what's happening to them. Right. They decide that they're going to continue on with their father's investigation to see if maybe it gives them clues to where he went. And then what what, what happens after that? Well, to summarize it really quickly, they find his hotel with all of his notes and stuff. They figure out it's a woman in white. And they figure out that the father, the papa, figured out it was a woman in white. They were trying to figure out why he didn't just find the body and burn it because that's how you get rid of a woman in white. And uh, long story short, Dean gets arrested. The cops have Papa Winchester's journal. So he's, he's able to snag that from them. It's got coordinates for him, for Dean to meet up with them. Yeah, 35-111. Oh, look at you. Oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, Dean and Sam reunite the woman. They just, they find the woman in white. She, uh, oh, they find out that she scorned that she had killed her. She, her children had died. Mm -hmm. They had drowned. So Mm -hmm. she had killed herself by jumping off the bridge. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, they find out that her husband was cheating on her. And she got into a fit of rage and killed the kids. Yeah. That they didn't accidentally drown, that she had killed them. And then she had killed herself. And so they go to the bridge, they find the woman in white, she's trying to um, kill them. They end up going to her house where her children are. They, she, she keeps making this comment that she can't go home. It's very sad. And um, so she did it. Like, I don't, I don't mean she did it. She did it. But I think she snapped and she did it. Yeah. She wasn't in her right mind. No. Her resolution was very strange to me. So they, Sammy ends up, plowing Dean's car right into the house where 
her children and her had lived. And uh, that's how he's able to get her to go home because she can't actually enter the house otherwise. Fast forward, her children are in the house. They creepily go, mommy, you, you came home for us or something like that. Up at the, at the top of the stairs. And yeah. Then- and they were a lot all older than water. I thought they were. Yeah. All the yeah. water's coming down since they were drowned. Mm-hmm. And the whole living room was full of water. Didn't they come up from the ground? Like, some? did they walk down the stairs and then they pulled her down? Or did they come they, up through the, like, basement and pull her? They just appeared. Yeah. Like, they went from the top of the stairs and then they were right in front of her. They and took an ass. Yeah, it was freaky. It looked like they were about to hug her. But then, like, it almost looked like they ate her. And she like melted into the slime onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was super just so creepy. you know, this was 2005, so the graphics aren't like the way they are now. So it was like very like whoa, whoa, even extra. But it was very reminiscent of like horror horror movies at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, when did Blackwater come out? Do you remember that movie? Because it no. very much had that vibe. Oh, maybe it's called Dark Water. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know anything, so don't worry. 2005, Dark Water. And it's got Jennifer Connelly. That sounds familiar. So it very much reminded me of that movie, that whole scene. I don't really have much more to add. <laughs> I just kept being like, oh, I wonder if this is around the same time that Blackwater came, or Dark Water came out. So I kind of noted that. So they end up resolving the situation. I don't know what happens to the mother. I don't know if she went down to hell or where she she ended up, but she She, was no longer being a woman in white. That's for sure. Exactly. She no longer needs to be around, like, Mm -hmm. killing men for for what? Go find your husband or whoever the hell he was and take care of his ass. Why you got to bring down everybody else? Yeah. Because they're cheating. That's none of your business. Yeah, he was still around. Don't take it out on the babies. But yeah, so it turns out the reason why she couldn't go into the house is she was too scared to face her children because she had killed them. Mm-hmm. Issue resolved. Issue resolved. And then we go back to yep, Stanford. Yeah, because Dina's like California. really let down because he thinks that Sammy's going to go to these coordinates with him. But he's like, no, I told you I have my interview. It's in like less than 10 hours. So they go back to Stanford. And he has a life that unfortunately doesn't include Papa and uh, Dean. Dean. He's got a lot of unresolved issues with them. So it's like he's got to live his life. Mm -hmm. So Dean drops him off. He goes in the house. He doesn't seem concerned. It's like the wee hours of the morning. And he's like, Jess, are you home? And then he goes upstairs and he lays on the bed. Drip, drip, blood. He opens his eyes and boom, full circle. Jessica Mm -hmm. is on the ceiling, Mm -hmm. covered in blood, just like Mm -hmm. his mother was. And then she starts, like, she turns into fire. So whatever got Mary Winchester has now gotten Jessica. Exactly. Becomes full circle. So then you see the, the boys back at the car and Sammy, best ending to a pilot, slams the trunk down, which is full of weapons, and says, we have work to do. Yeah. So he basically turned into his father in that moment. And of course, we are going to ignore the fact that this poor woman got killed in an apartment. They they never called him in for questioning. No. And so forth. But it's a television show. So he completely disappears. Exactly. To the planet. Exactly. I'm sure her family's like this motherfucker. Here we go with the credit card scans that they are perpetually running through. That's like the whole, the whole. So wait, we're now in episode two, right? Yeah. So. Well, actually, I wrote this down in episode one. Oh, was it an? They 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 were running some uh, the the credit card scams since episode one. You're right because that's how they got the hotel. Exactly. And then one of the things they arrest Dean for is they're like, "Oh, your credit cards are fake. Your name is fake. Is anything about you real?" Exactly. And if you want, we can go to episode yeah. two. We can go to episode Which... two, but I do want to say something that does, t- it ties in with all of these episodes. Talk One of me. the things that I noticed specifically with Jessica, but mostly with, like generally with all of the women, mm-hmm. the fashion, the fashion oh, is really? so 2005. Yes. With their, everybody's got like where their midriff is yes. showing. Crop like tops. Sh- yep. And they're like flared pants or bootleg pants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh the good old days (laughs) (laughs) 
I never wore that stuff. Oh my god! But I was like, wow, I forgot about this fashion. Mm. But so, anyway, uh, season one, episode two it is called Wendingo. Yeah, and I would like to say that the people who guest starred in this, Corey Monteith, R.I.P. from Glee. Oh, mm-hmm. Alden Allrich. I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. Callum or Callum Keith. Kenny. Oh. I wish I I, I need I, I should have put like, you know, from this, from that, at least one recognizable um thingamajiggy. And the Wendango, man, I wrote notes. The Wendango was somebody? The Wendango, I'm gonna go into mythology now. Okay, it, go is, for it. it is it is of Native American origin. Mm. And I don't know where my notes are for this. Well, while you're looking at that, that was one of the things I really like about all these episodes that we watched so far is they all had the basis of actual legends and mythology and things like that. So you had the woman in white, which is like a known legend that happens in episode one. And now you have a Wendingo. I hope I'm saying that right. Wendingo. That's Wendingo. I don't know. I and, wrote the, honestly wrote the notes yeah. for it. I don't know where I put it, y'all. I'm trying the best I can and I'm failing. Well, they do see say that they tend to they were surprised that they that's what it was because they are in Blackwater Ridge Colorado which is where the coordinates that John Winchester left them were and they made a reference of like they're never this far west they're usually in like Minnesota like up over that way yeah so but it it is it is it is Native American and it is exactly what is revealed in the show itself where it's a it's someone who becomes a, a, a cannibal and just becomes insatiable mm-hmm. and just yeah so that was I like that because yeah you get to learn about some of these things but yeah, yeah so the they go to the coordinates they run into this woman Haley who her brother had gone missing him and his two buddies I think it was two yeah I think there's three total they are camping out in the backwoods And um, he has been really good about checking in with her once a day. And it's been like three or four days since he checked in. So her and her little brother come out to try to find out what's going on. Nobody's taking it serious. They're like, oh, he's just in the backwoods. Like, he's fine, I'm sure. He's not due back till the 24th. So Sam and Dean are like, okay, well, we got to go out to where she's going anyway. So we're going to go with her. And thank goodness for her. Mm -hmm. And is her little brother named Ben? Her little brother is called, I will tell you right now. Yes, Ben. Okay. And he plays, he is played by Alden Ehrenreich. I totally spelled the name wrong. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> we forgive you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I actually, this is the episode I took the least amount of notes. I'm not sure why. I must because, you know, distracted. I mean, we're going to come across a lot of like filler episodes. Yeah. And I mean, in all honesty, they're hunting down ghosts and there's like a main storyline that just like seeps through every single episode mm-hmm. or maybe not. And that's why there's a filler episode, so on and so forth. Well, and there's not, this one is like a lot of it's in the woods. So really the only stuff that isn't happening in the woods is Sam's nightmares. So you find out that Sam is having nightmares about Jessica. Oh, and actually that's where I saw her grave that she was 21. I want to say that the actress playing Haley is called Gina Holden. I feel like she deserves a name mention. Okay. I recognized her, but I couldn't remember. They do some research. They find out that every 23 years, campers go missing. Everybody assumes it's bear attacks. And um, they find one survivor. He was a little boy. And um, it was supposed to be a bear attack that killed his parents. But he ends up saying that it couldn't have been a bear because it opened the door. Mm. It didn't break the door down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's when they realize that they're dealing with something more scary than a bear. So they, they go out. So it's Dean, Sam, Haley, Ben, and then I'm totally blanking on the guy's name, but Haley has hired somebody to take them out and protect Played them. by Cullum Keith Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> the name of the character is Roy. Roy. R.I.P. Roy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Roy, it gets a little too cocky. Um, although I don't blame him because Sam and Dean, they show up, they're wearing like, and and they look like they're 10 years old. Yeah. Like they're not, they're dressed like they're going for a walk in the park. Like they're not dressed like they're about to go hiking. Mm -mm. They don't have provisions. Although Mm -mm. Dean, and this becomes Mm -hmm. vital, does point out that he brought provisions and he pulls out a bag of M&Ms. Yes. Which becomes very important later. Yeah. Yes. 
I do want to say that, you know, just to go back to the way Sam is having nightmares about Jessica, like, I think he's, I think he's really like, obviously he's like upset, right? He's not having nightmares for the hell of it. Huge trauma. But I think he's really upset, clearly and obviously and rightfully, that Dean is like, move on, dude. Yeah, Dean. Dean's never had like a serious relationship. Well, other than. uh, Up until this point. Other than his dad and Sam, he's never had anybody to even care about. Mm -hmm. He's been so secluded Mm -hmm. throughout his childhood and stuff. So he can't really fathom what his brother is going through. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Continue to victim. That's like a definite like lack of empathy that early on Dean has. And that's another really thing about these early episodes is I'm like, oh, wow, they really progress as characters. Well, I was just about to say, really? But let, let me take a step by step and not jump forward. Yeah. So, yeah. So they go off to find this window. They come across the campsite, which happens to be exactly where the coordinates are that John Winchester sent, which is bizarre. It is. And like, where are you, John? Do we do we ever get an answer to that? No. I didn't even think about it until now. Yeah. Like, oh, these are the coordinates. And they like look yeah. at each other like, okay. But like, why those coordinates? Like, it can't be possible that he too goes, doesn't, he doesn't even finish Papa Winchester dealing with the woman in white. He yeah, leaves no. to go to, to work on the Wendango. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that's the only thing I can really think about. Like, maybe he but was like, well, I'll leave these coordinates. of them to leave something unresolved. Hmm. Exactly. They realize what it is. And uh, they tell they tell Roy, you can't shoot at this thing. Like, this is, like, way better of a hunter than you are. Roy's like, ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, boom. Roy is dead. Gone. Roy. And, like, it, it's, it's brought up, like, why did they kill Roy but not us? Like, why did the thing kill Roy? And Roy shot at it. You made it yes, mad. Exactly. And you they told exactly you not to what, do that. Yeah, they told you not to. You did it. You got your neck broke. Oh, I'm like all jumping around. I'm getting all agitated. <laughs> I thought you were just getting comfortable. <laughs> so, oh my god! So, so they have to use their smarts. So during the whole like Roy getting his comeuppance, they uh, the Wendango captures. Is it Sam? No, Dean and Haley. So yes. now Ben and Sam are in the woods, being like, "What are we gonna do?" Exactly. And, and dun, then, dun, dun, they find the M&M's. There you Dean go. left a Red of M&M's for them which, to locate. Which, okay, and, and, and here I go being critical Gracie. How <laughs> the hell did that happen? Like, you're being dra- How How did the Wendango get two of them at the same time, first of all? Did he get, well, he's big and strong. I guess he could carry both of them. Like, Dean, like, what you doing? Well, there's precedent for that because that guy who survived when he was a child, it took both of his parents mm. from the cabin. It's, 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 I mean, it's big and strong. I mean, I think yeah. it's as, I feel like it's as big. They don't say that. This is just me assuming. Like, as big as, like, a freaking, um, what like do you call it? Bigfoot or something. Exactly. Like Yeti. Exactly. But Dean, like, Dean, like, I feel like he would be so in distress that he wouldn't, he would want to, like, rip the being's paws off of him. Instead of like, let me put my hand in my pocket and whip out some M&Ms. But he does know what he's up against. Oh, that is true. So maybe right. he like, maybe that hunter But he could be doing both at the same it. time too. Like, okay, let me drop yeah. some. Keep it moving. Yeah. Good old M&Ms. The big but M&Ms that's... too. It wasn't the small M&Ms. It was the big ones, wasn't it? Oh, uh, like the peanut. Yeah, because I think mm-hmm. the bag was yellow. So it was the peanut mm-hmm. M&Ms. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly. I feel like I saw a blue bag, but it doesn't matter. Let's continue the story. Was the bag blue or was it yellow, folks? They didn't have blue bags back then, did they? Like Girl, the blue I bags? don't know. I'm colorblind at this are point. Pretzels. I think the blue are the pretzel M&Ms. Okay, so that totally wasn't it. That totally wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> they follow the, the breadcrumbs slash M&Ms. They go up to the cave. They come across Dean and Haley and conveniently Haley and Ben's brother is the only one left alive mm-hmm. and um so they all get out of their like ties because they're tied up and uh they go to escape they find a flare gun very convenient 
Of course. Because I think they determined that the only way to kill this creature was to... Um, like, blow him up. Like, burn way. it. Like, yeah. fire. Because the, the guns don't do anything, they said. They end up narrowly escaping, and uh, they kill it. The end. Episode three. Dead in the Water. And it's Lake Monotoc, the small town in Wisconsin. Sam and Dean investigate a series of mysterious drownings officially explained as suicides. Oh, my. Okay, girl. That is a Native American spelling right there. I I, I was like Lake Montauk. Uh, I, I think I'm saying it wrong. I think it's Lake Manitoc, like M-A. I think I was saying like M-O. <laughs> this stars Daniel Hugh, guest stars Daniel Hugh Kelly and Amy Acker of Angel fame. Tell me you saw Angel. Who was she in Angel? I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Dead in Water. Now I have to click on her name. I, I, I've seen Angel a few times. Winifred, Winnie, and then eventually Illyria or Laria, however it's pronounced. Oh. She's like, like she winds up hooking up with Wesley. I don't really have any notes here. The only thing was, this is when I realized, or not realized, but asked myself, how old was Dean when Mary, when Mary passed? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, like, again, this episode is like another quote unquote filler episodes just showing us how they handle different types of situations Mm -hmm. ghostly supernatural ghostly is not the right word supernatural situations yeah but it also it does give us like some insight into dean and how he he really did like go through a huge trauma with the loss of his mom and seeing he didn't see like her in the room Mm -hmm. but he was like aware where sammy was like too young to remember anything but he had a relationship with his mother yeah like he remembers her being alive and so lucas who is this the grandson of the sheriff uh, of the town who's kind of like poo-pooing anyone's claims that anything is going on with this lake. Lucas saw his father die. And so he was kind of like the, like the previous episode, there was only one witness that was a child. Lucas was the only witness and um, he no longer speaks because of that. So Dean kind of really took him under his wing and tried to help him, even though Dean, as Sammy pointed out, doesn't know any children <laughs> and does not like children. Yeah. But he did very well with Luca. He did. But yeah, so basically they find out that three people have gone missing in the lake the last year. The latest one is the daughter of Bill Carlton, who is like an avid swimmer, and she disappears out of nowhere when she's taking a swim. And so they're kind of like, this is too coincidental that these people are dying in the lake. They find out that in addition to the three that have died the last year, there have been six over the last 35 years. So whatever's happening, it's speeding up. And they think that it has to do with the fact that the lake is going to be drained because of the dam. So It's such a sad, like, I, like I'm on IMDb. It is sad. And I'm, they, they actually are showing, like, parts of the episode or scenes, whatever. And one, yes, the fashion. Oh, my God. This, yes. this, this episode really, like, put it out there for me. The sheriff, when he was younger was bullying mm-hmm. a quote-unquote friend along with another with, kid. With Bill Carlton, who it's his daughter that dies and then his son dies. Exactly. He, he They put his head underwater and the boy drowned. And the boy is the one that's dragging in these individuals. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Who thinks that's funny? That's not funny. No. That's not funny. And not only do they, like, kill this kid, which they claim is, like, an accident. They didn't mean. They had been mm-hmm. bullying him so much that they didn't actually mm-hmm. think that they would like kill him they bury his bicycle and they throw him in the lake yeah so his poor mother goes 35 years without knowing whatever happened to her son he was supposed to bike home and then never came home and And she she makes a statement where did i write it down because she made a statement and then bill carlton makes a statement oh it's worse than dying she says that when she when the guys are talking to to, her about her child being missing i have to say i have to say that it probably is because it's the not knowing it's the not knowing like where is he what could have possibly have happened to him yeah and knowing at some point and of course they must be gone of course he becomes a police officer right to probably try to cover his tracks Mm -hmm. for all his life or he thinks he's going to make up for 
were doing that. Like and so, yeah. Savior to whom? To whom are you trying to be a savior when you're a killer? So they kind of all come to that because then Bill Carlton, when he, or Carlton, Carton, I don't know if I'm saying his name wrong. Oh, wait a second. Um, I, think you're, I think you were saying it right the first time. I think I was adding an extra letter. This is, I think no, it's Carlton. C. It's Carlton. Is it Carlton? Okay. Yeah, Carlton. Like, uh, it's not unusual, Carlton. <laughs> I wrote it down wrong then. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Bill, he loses his daughter, his son, and then it turns out that Lucas's um, father was his godson. So he gets all of them taken, and so he's sitting there, and he says the same thing. It's worse than dying. And I feel like at the end, when the sheriff climbs into the lake to try to, like, give him himself up rather than uh, Peter's spirit, because the little boy that they killed, mm-hmm. his name was Peter. Let's name him. He's like, take me and, and leave Lucas, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like that's him not saying it's worse than dying, but like, take me, I would rather die than, than um, live with you taking my grandson. Yeah, as he probably should have done that with all the six other people. We probably, yeah. you know, because it was such a long period of time in between the other deaths, he didn't put two and two together until maybe recently. Yeah, because that's kind of... Like, what a coincidence this is happening to the people who I'm closest to. Bill comes to that conclusion because, like, he loses his grand- his godson. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's, like, six months later, his daughter dies. And then not two days and later. And he's very son. distraught. Yeah, and then his son dies. And a very obvious, it's almost like Peter's mm-hmm. spirit has to be like, you're not getting it. I'm going to, because they end up drowning his son in the sink. In the sink of their own home, which is yeah. like Like you're crazy. not safe anywhere. Yeah. So he kind of, he has this like dialogue by himself where he's like, I didn't understand before, but now I understand what you want. And then you see him take a boat and Going the guys to try to stop him, but he's already in the boat. And then the Peter spirit turns, over. turns the boat over. It's very sad. It, no, it, it, it is. It, yeah. it really is. So Karma, mm-hmm. yeah, because even if like okay, they made a mistake, even if they would have just like told somebody, because like all this didn't happen because they killed Peter. All this happened because they killed Peter and they threw him in the lake. Yeah, and they caused all this trauma around his family and the area and stuff. Yeah, I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah. You guys can't hear yeah. that, but I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> So they do start to talk about in this episode, they talk about premonitions. And this is going to be like a little bit of a, a theme over the next couple of episodes. They find out that um, through a series of drawings that Lucas draws and gives to them that he's having premonitions and he's communicating through his drawings to try to help them figure out what's going on. You um, said a couple of episodes? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> It's going to come up again, either in the next episode or definitely by the fifth episode. I'll make reference to this again. Okay. I thought Andrea was really funny how she didn't put up with Dean's nonsense. Like she Mm -hmm. makes some kind of comment about like, you have no sense of direction. You can't even find your way to a decent pickup line. (laughs) This is a woman. This is a woman. He's not dealing with like a girl who, I'm I'm not going to say that any. She's a mother. Exactly. She's she was married. She had a child. You know, everyone that he's been with may not have had the same experience as her. Let me know. I don't want to, you know, poo poo anyone else, but definitely more experience than what he's accustomed to. So, so good for her. Dean needs to be taken down a peg every once in a while. That didn't stop him. That stopped him then. She, you know yeah. what she did? She winded up giving him a kiss. So he got what she he did. Wanted. She did. I have the episode on right now and it's where they're in the park and Lucas and Dean are coloring. And it's really cute. This episode, you really get to see Dean's vulnerable side. And he kind of says things to Lucas that he should be saying to Sam. Yeah. These guys need to communicate better. (sighs) I feel like they they eventually do, right? But then they also still, like, don't... (laughs) It's a constant theme with them throughout all 15 seasons, I yes. feel pretty sure yes. to say, the, yes. uh, the lack of communication, and then they start to communicate, and then the lack again. Uh, okay. The only other thing I had to say about this episode was the bathroom tub scene when Peter's spirit is trying to kill Andrea mm-hmm. is, like, mm-hmm. so sh- was so stressful. Mm-hmm. to me and it wasn't even necessarily her the, her being drowned it was the frantic banging of her kid on the door it gave me such anxiety i was actually more worried about the fact that they're gonna like like they're, they're going in to save her and she's gonna be butt naked i don't know <laughs> i was like she needs to have some clothes on 
That's true, but she conveniently was covered up between uh, Sam and her. Well, I'm sure she has a rope um, somewhere nearby. Did she put on a rope? Whatever. She but was butt naked. That's why this. That's why this episode was like it. It. It, it was. It was a. It was a lot. It was a lot. Drowning is not something fun. Okay. I totally see it now. I can't believe I didn't realize that was Winnie from Angel. Well, because you know she's in a different environment, and at the end, yeah, she like was her hair is different. She was Illyria at the end. So, gosh, Angel. Yeah. Is that another show I need to be watching, rewatching. Heck yeah! But yeah, so to get back to the bathroom scene, she was she was naked when they pulled her out, but it was very strategic how she had her hands and Sam's legs and stuff were, and like the shadow. So you didn't see anything, but she was well, definitely naked. Respectful, you know. Yeah. I never thought she was going to die, but. No, but it looked him... really, really hard like she was going Yeah. To. Oh, because like Sam, I was like, are they going to suck Sam under the water too? Yeah. Because he was like trying with all his might to pull her out from underneath the water. But it was that banging on the door. It just like super stressed me out. So far, every single episode, I'm like, they've affected. They've left their mark on so many people. And people never talked about them. Like, oh, they're, you know, they're probably going to be like, you're crazy. That shit never fucking happen but like anywhere they go anywhere they go they're meeting people that they don't know random people like Mm -hmm. you and me and make making their lives better by saving them it's so funny that you're saying this i don't think you're doing it on purpose no but you just gave us such a natural transition into episode four oh fantastico because that is phantom traveler where jerry who they had previously helped with a poltergeist that I think he even mentions he never told anybody because who would, would believe, believe him. him? He finds himself in another predicament where he needs the help. So he calls John something. Winchester. John doesn't answer, but on his, it feels so weird to call him John. Papa Winchester doesn't just answer. Just call him Papa Winchester. Everybody Papa. listen. His name is John Winchester, and we're just going to call him Papa Winchester, and that's the end of it. Yeah, or Papa for short. Exactly. Jerry does something with plane. I don't think they ever say exactly what he does. So there's this, this plane that goes down and he's buddy with a pilot and the pilot did survive thank goodness but he thinks that something something weird happened so he calls the guys in or he calls papa winchester papa winchester doesn't answer but he says if it's an emergency to contact dean so they come and they check it out and so here it turns out that this demon had entered this nervous passenger george who was a dentist he was on his way to a dental convention he's very scared to fly so the demon took advantage of that and he entered George and 40 minutes into the flight, George stands up, says he's going to stretch his leg and he goes and he opens the door and takes down the plane. And seven people survive, including the pilot. And so the guys are going around trying to figure out like what, what happened. And that's basically yeah. it. Isn't, I'm, I may be confusing it with the next episode, but isn't Sammy still having like bad dreams, nightmares with Jessica? Um, He is. And I think that comes to a head in the next episode. So we'll get to that shortly. Right. But yeah, I mean, basically they do an investigation. There are some sweet things with Jerry because Jerry talks about like, oh, Sammy, your, your pops used to talk about you all the time. He was so proud of you. And like, Dean looks at that- him like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then like Sam is like, what? I had no idea. And then they get you their know, men in black kind of oh look. Oh, God. Yes. The, the first time. Yes. Oh, wait. Actually, I wrote down illegal Homeland IDs. <laughs> yeah. So this was like when Homeland Security was, was kind of new still. So they decide that they're going to pretend like they're Homeland Security so they can actually see the wreckage and stuff. And so this is like the first time that Dean has to suit up because Sam makes them put on a suit so that they can pass for feds. And it works, at least Dean for a is, little bit. Dean was not feeling it. No. So, yes. Yeah, so so they go, they do like a series of investigations, talking to the people that are still alive. They, they bust in pretending they're Homeland Security and they find out that the door handle had sulfur on it. They find out that there have been six plane crashes over the last decade where they all crashed at about minute 40, which is a biblical reference to death. They figure out that oh, the pilot ends up dying in another plane crash. And so they figure out that the demon that's killing 
killing people. They go to talk to this guy, Max. Max is the one that sees the George in the original light, that he sees him walk over and open the door. So Max has convinced himself that he was losing it and he checks himself into a psych ward. So this is kind of like to what you were talking about when we transitioned. Like people aren't going to think that anyone believes them. They're not even going to believe themselves. So Max thought he was like hallucinating because he sees this random dentist get up from his seat, say he's going to stretch his legs, his eyes turn black, and then he opens up a door that has something like three, I think he said 2,000 pounds of pressure on it. No one supposedly is able to open that. Yeah, so it's like, he's like, well, this couldn't have happened. Like, this isn't logical. I must be losing my mind. They talk to, they end up tracking down Amanda, who is a flight attendant, and she's about to be on her first plane trip since uh, the plane crashed. So they're like, oh, we got to stop this. So they end up getting on the plane and then they have 40 minutes before the plane's going to go down to try to stop the demon. There was some interesting stuff that happened on the plane. I feel like I may have missed some of that and I don't know why. Hmm. I should be very much paying attention. Um, Knowing me, I was probably doing something. Dean was a super nervous flyer. Did you catch that? Well, that I was able to catch. Yeah. And he's always in a car. Yeah. He's like, why do you think I'm always driving everywhere? (laughs) Which 15 seasons didn't even think about that. I didn't think about it either. Yeah. I just thought everything was always close by because I know nothing about the geography of the United States of America. They uh, they spent all of their time in like places I'd never freaking visit. So I'm like, okay, they're all like right next to each other, even though it's like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, we take your ass. So yeah, so they're on the plane. They figure out that the demon is not an Amanda. And then he decides she's the most well-adjusted person on the planet, which I thought was funny because <laughs> she gave him a little spiel about how like, even though she's scared to fly, she's not going to let fear get, a, get keep her down her. and stuff like that. Oh, and another really funny thing that I thought was hilarious with Dean on the plane was he's humming Metallica to try to calm himself. That was seeing Dean like, because he just doesn't know anything else. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. They... They figure out it's the co-pilot. They team up with Amanda to lure him out of the cockpit. They tie him up. They do an exorcism. The demon leaves him. But now the demon has control of the plane. So they have to like... Oh, God. I'm like living the episode all over Yeah, like they're flying all over the place. The plane's nose diving into the ground. And you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? That is not the flight to be on, exactly. No, no. And like Sammy's trying to get his book so he finished the exorcism. He does just in the nick of time. Of course. The plane starts working. The boys save the day, but nobody knows it. The co-pilot has no memory of even getting on the plane. But how the hell did I get here? I skipped over a big thing. When they're fighting the demon, the demon is like, oh, he says something like, oh, don't you want to know what happened to your girlfriend? Oh, yeah. I know what happened and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Putting that thought in Sam's head, like, oh my gosh, he knows about Jessica. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did he, did the demon read my mind and that's how he knows? Or does he actually know something? You'll never know because they sent him back to hell where he belongs. Exactly. Oh, I yeah. can't wait to visit hell. Yeah. And uh, that sounds like a horrible thing to say. Everyone, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about for future episodes. Yes. For those that have watched the show, they'll know what you're exactly. talking about. But yeah, the only other thing I really noted was when I referenced earlier, Jerry called Papa Winchester's phone and it refers um, referred him to Dean. Well, they're like, what the hell? His phone is working? Like, we've been calling exactly. him and calling him and it hasn't been working. So they call and you hear Papa his voice again yes for the first time i think since episode yeah since episode one and for whatever reason he's not calling his at least dean to let him know what is going on yeah like what is going on papa why where are you and why are you not talking to your kids so yeah it's basically like hi this is john winchester's phone i'm unavailable uh if this is an emergency please call my son dean episode five This episode called Bloody Mary really freaked me out. Like, especially the first time I watched it. I think it's because I watched it late at night by myself. Oh, really? This episode is about the Bloody Mary legend. Which, according to... Do it. Let's learn us. Online, and this is just one website. It might be named after Queen Mary I of England, the daughter of the quote-unquote illegitimate daughter of Henry VIII. Mary was trying to encourage 
encouraged the Protestants to return to the Catholic Church when she became queen. Queen Mary tried the best she could by executing a ton of people to get the country back on its Catholic path, and they weren't having it, which is I find very interesting because, I mean, how many years have gone by? They've like totally pro-Catholic, pro-Protestant. And because of all of these murders that she committed, essentially, they called her Bloody Mary, saying that it's sexist because her father did kill a lot of people as well, and apparently yeah. her sister too, but because she was Catholic also, so it wasn't only sexist, but also religious, if that's mm-hmm. even a word, they called her Bloody Mary, and that is supposedly where it, it came from. That's really interesting. And yeah, you're right, because there was like a whole thing between, was it, was her sister Elizabeth? Yes. Between Elizabeth and Mary for years and years, where they were going back and forth fighting each other. Guest starring, quote unquote, in this is one person that she's not really all that boom, 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 but she's was in Kyle XY. I do not know if you ever saw that show on Freeform when it was ABC Family. Shellen or Chellen or Chelen Simmons. (laughs) She played Jill. I think I wanted to see it, but I never It was actually did. it was actually a good show. This episode, Mary is a uh, very upset person because it turns out the, the guys do they investigate as they do and they find out that Mary was she oh. was murdered. She had her eyes cut out and they the, the officer that was investigating like suspected that it was done by somebody that had surgical experience. And so he always suspected it was like this doctor, I think, because he, um, but he could never prove it because he's pretty sure that she was having an affair with him and that he, she was threatening, like, according to her diary, she was going to tell who she was having an affair with, their wife, because he wasn't going to leave his wife. Yeah, leave her. They always thought like he was the one that killed her, but they couldn't prove it. And so because she died in such a traumatic way, she now haunts the mirrors. And but it's a very interesting twist on Bloody Mary. Yeah, it is because the mirror, well, she traveled throughout the mirrors. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. She can travel between the mirrors and with the reflections even because if there's a reflection in someone's eyeglasses or like a window, she can travel that way. So that's like a different twist on. It. And then it's Almost also Harry Potterish. It is very Harry Potterish. It's th- there's another twist in that instead of killing necessarily the person that says her name three times in the mirror, she could kill whoever's in proximity has caused or how she perceives has caused the death of somebody. I say perceives because one of the people, Charlie, who did not say Bloody Mary, but her not very nice friend (laughs) said it. Bloody Mary is going after her because her boyfriend, she broke up with her boyfriend who was abusive. And he said, if you leave, I'm going to kill myself. And And she was like, well, why don't you go ahead and do that? And she left and he did. And so she had a lot of guilt and suffering on that but like obviously like that's not her fault that's all on him like you can't control what somebody does exactly like she was just trying to get herself out out of a bad situation but mary doesn't see it that way though so i thought that was interesting how like one mary can travel but also mary doesn't necessarily go after who who summons her it starts off with a girl says Bloody Mary in the mirror and Mary goes after her father who turns out had something to do with his wife's drug overdose and then the older daughter of that family her friend says it as a joke and Bloody Mary comes after her because it turns out that he hit a a little boy killed him yeah had a hit and run that she got away with and then that same older daughter says it in front of poor Charlie who Charlie has some terrible friends. <laughs> really, really, we really, just talk really about does. that. Charlie needs really to go does. find some better friends. <laughs> really, really does. Mary's trying to go after her, but the guys come and they like set her up in a hotel room. They cover everything. So there's no way that Mary can get to her. And they're going to go hunt Mary and save the day as they do. I'm, I'm like, I've been stuck on the fact that I was like very Harry Potterish about this whole like Bloody Mary going from place to place. And I, I never made that connection. Her when Harry Potter was actually released and it was released in 97 and by the and this is 2005 so I'm wondering ah, if they took you know some ideas be. 2005 was when Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince came out just for some perspective wow yeah yeah 
I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I did. I had no idea Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone um, came out in 97. So I wasn't into it at that time. Like by the time I got into Harry Potter, it was already like after 2000, after the new millennium. Yeah, me too, because I don't think I read the Harry Potter books until I met you. I was a bad friend. I actually wrote a little bit. I actually wrote notes, I think, for this. And yeah, but I think definitely. And I wrote down immediately showing they, as in Dean and Sam, are both selfless, willing to die on the job. Yeah, 100%. Sam, with the Bloody Mary, you know, he he was... Yes. Yes, well, was- this goes back into the nightmares and the um, the premonitions and stuff that I referenced two episodes ago. You tell me. What I was referencing with the premonitions and stuff is that, so we know that Sam has been having nightmares about Jessica and her death, but he basically says he's going to sacrifice himself to Bloody Mary because he's responsible for her death. And Dean is like, oh, you need to stop. Blah, 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 blah. But what we don't know, what he doesn't want to tell Dean is that he was having those nightmares before she died. That's he was right. dreaming about her death and before that's she what died. I put. So Sammy <laughs> dreamt of her death, question mark. Yeah, beforehand. Because we, up until that point, we think it's just happening after she died. So that's what I was referencing to when I was talking about Lucas and his premonitions that it would tie in with this, these later episodes. So interesting. Well, we have the rest of yeah. the season. And Mary, Mary confirms that because Mary's like, Mary turns into a real bitch. But um, another twist in this story that I made note of is um, when they went to go find out where she was buried, they found out she had been cremated. So they're like, exactly. How what that the possible? heck? Yeah. So she's busting out all these roles. She's traveling between mirrors she's killing people that don't say bloody mary Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you also find out when at the end when they do lure her in and sammy tries to sacrifice himself is that like their whole plan is they're gonna find her original mirror and they're gonna smash it when she's in it well they smash it and then she crawls her creepy ass out all grudge style exactly that's the movie i couldn't remember the freaking movie (laughs) i was like is this actually i think i saw that movie you know what the grudge came out in 2004 perfect that was some creepy shit so it makes sense that they did that there's one little (laughs) thing that might be cute dean calls sam sammy doesn't he say something like sammy was a pudgy 12 year old or something like that he may have said that but dean doesn't give a shit and i don't think and neither do i he's sammy i know i keep calling him sammy too later on he'll be moose but right now he's sammy oh my god love the moose <laughs> Even though I don't think I I don't I don't think I know the reference to that. Like I know who says it, but I don't know why he says it. And I just we'll like, find out. It. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be really funny if somebody's listening that doesn't know the show. They're gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" Did you just give it time? Just please, just have faith in us. Have faith Stick in us. With you, don't, it. you don't have to watch the shows. Just listen to us. I don't think Dean ever calls Sammy Sam unless it's something serious, right? I like, I can't remember, but I guess we'll find out. As I feel watching. like I think I remember him saying Sam, but like when he's annoyed, yeah, like more serious yes, stuff. Yes, yes, like, leave me the heck alone. Yeah. Um, I really thought it was cool how they discovered that on the back of each mirror that she like appears in when she finally does kill the person, there's her handprint and the name of the person that they were responsible or who she deems was responsible for the death of. I think I I think I was starting to get tired and I wasn't paying that much attention to the show. It wasn't a huge thing. I just thought that was kind of cool because that's how they figured out that that's what was going on. And then the other thing was when she does climb out of the mirror, all grudge style, Dean holds up a mirror so that she sees her she own sees reflection. Herself. Yeah. And that, that part was, it was interesting and it was really sad because she like kills herself because she's like, you've killed all those people. Oh, so there's kind of like a weird self-recognition. She and she like she's a crazy mofo. And I think she doesn't she melt into the ground like the woman in white did. I think you're right. Well, like she melts melting into, the, into the ground. I mean, that's probably all they knew how to do. Like, yeah, really so a lot much of slime. But yeah, I really like enjoyed rewatching these, and I rewatched each episode a couple of times. Do you have any? final thoughts because it is quite late it is quite late i um do not have any final thoughts i cannot wait to watch the next five episodes so we can yeah listeners did you rewatch any of these episodes what did you think did we are we remembering certain things incorrectly like especially about 
John and Mary Winchester. Or you first time watchers, are you enjoying yeah. what you're watching? Is this your first time? Tell us what you think. Does it hold up watching it like completely fresh mm-hmm. all these years later? Let us know. And thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing.